Number eight is used 73 times in the Bible. That's not that interesting. <laughs> but then... Says an atheist. Because this guy... Do we need to send that right from the beginning? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, I'm, fi- I'm fine with that. Um, but then the numbers, and I have no idea who worked this out. This is a man who needs a girlfriend. The numbers 42, 29, 4,500, 22,000, and 40,000 are used eight times in the Bible. Really? Oh, God, okay. I don't know. I just that's, how many, um, that's how many animals are on Noah's Ark. Eight. Eight. <laughs> no, the other number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's amazing. Some amazing facts about eight. On... <laughs> and that's all we have from Bible studies this week. <laughs> oh, and then you get someone that says something like this. Eight. Oh. It's bubbly, like me, mind, body, and spirit. <laughs> Hey? Oh, that's oh, everything that's wrong with the I'll, internet I'll, right there. Don't go on that website again, will you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can hear my voice. We can hear his voice. Mm, yep. We heard his playing. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can hear Matt's voice. Who's, who's... Hello. <laughs> oh, can't, I've got to do the radio voice. That's, that's, radio, that's really radio too. Like <clears throat> one in the morning, that is. So hi, Matt, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Lovely guitar playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have to say that this has been the, the longest setup we've ever done for a podcast. Because normally we just plug everything in and then Matt's got his sound engineer yeah. on. Yeah. Um, a bit more compressor. <laughs> have you got this on? Have you got yeah, this on? No, this on? Like oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just panicking and throwing leads. <laughs> And he's going, yeah, yeah, no, I think we can get this much better. <laughs> so, yeah, so any audio problems are not my fault this time. <laughs> oh, hang on, I didn't set it up. I just threw suggestions out there. That's all I did. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, can you, um, in a sentence or two, I always ask this, in a sentence or two, can you tell us um, who are you, what do you do, and why have we got you on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt. Uh, I am a freelance music producer slash sound engineer, slash tutor, slash whoever will give me money to do things. (laughs) 
And I don't really know why you've got me on that, because I'm funny and interesting, surely. I don't know why you've got me on. That's why I've got you on. <laughs> sure, yeah, there we go. <clears throat> My, I always do this. Mm-hmm. What have you been listening to over the last week? Oh, God, see, yeah, no, I hate this question, because yeah, it's I always know. something really mundane. Like, on the way here, I was listening to Kings of Leon. Now, I'm not particularly that, ashamed. That is pretty mundane. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And actually, most, no, of the time, no, on. most of the time I listen to stuff that is pretty mundane because it's in my car and I want yeah. mundane music in the car that I can kind of attempt to sing along to. You know, I don't want to... Oh, my like... God, you were doing Sex on Fire in a car. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of that album, actually. It was uh, because, because of the Times, is that what it's called? Um, only, only, only By the Night? No, no, that's, yeah, Sex on Fire. I don't like that album. Okay. The previous album I like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I might even, if I'm particularly drunk, which I'm not yet, uh, put it in my top ten albums because it's just a sort of quintessential sort of indie pop. Album. Yeah, and it yeah. was a real sort of game changer for their career admittedly for the worst musically speaking but it was yeah it just kind of hit a point where so, it wasn't slightly um what's the word avant no not avant-garde it wasn't blues rock anymore it wasn't niche yeah. it was suddenly mainstream and I, I really like that that moment when it kind of switches when they kind of go oh i understand what people like yeah <laughs> oh, interesting. Can, can i just put this story in dead dead quick because I reckon we've all got someone... Tell me, stop me if you've heard this or you know someone who's had this has happened to. In your car, with your kids, they're young. Whoa, my sex is on fire. <laughs> Kid asks you, what are they saying, mummy or daddy? <laughs> and the parent frantically goes, um, he's talking about his burning socks, darling. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's happened numerous times. But um, yeah. oh, I like that track. Yeah, I, we've not mentioned it. When the swearing happens in the car on music, I kind of don't say anything, and I kind of like the fact don't that bring it's any all attention. right there. Yeah. It's like comedy and music, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you're talking to each other, maybe not so much when you're six and four. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it, there, yeah, there's, there's kind of, there's, there are boundaries that can be pushed with music, and I think that's one of the less important, but still, it's still one of them. So when you listen to music, being a... Um, Sound producer, did you say? Freelance? Oh, uh, freelance music producer. Music, I want to get this yes. right. Music producer, okay. Um, do, you, do you listen with musician ears or do you listen with, oh, I really like that compressor setting on that kick drum? Oh, uh, both, <laughs> both. I think trying to... Um, trying well, to... Oh, there's another set of ears there as well, though, isn't it? There, there is. Like the layman. What, what yeah, the, yeah, the, or the, you know, the audience, I think, yeah. is a slightly... Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> a, a slightly less... Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's trying to get that immediate impact that you think anyone would get. You know, it's trying to get that commonality about it. Um, I do like listening to things for their production. Um, just like musicians like listening to, you know, the playing rather than the song, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I try and extract the two because we've had this conversation about how I don't like certain bands, yeah. certain types of music that are kind of muso bands because yeah. I think it's kind of a technical exercise. I think you can be very technical in kind of uh, production terms, but actually the music isn't. We had right. a big argument about a perfect circle. We did, and we to did. be honest, oh, it was like, it was a wrong stag do, and we were a fair few pints in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm it kidding. came on. We were at the world's ending candidate. It came on, and oh. I flipped my lid because I bloody yeah. love perfect circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you, like, and what, you struggle. Matt was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and it's it's one of those weird ones because I I sort of I did. And, and there's something sort of fundamentally I don't quite like about them, which is why I have the conversation. There are far more bands that are just infinitely horrible that I wouldn't have the conversation because there's no point. Mm-hmm. It's because they're kind of close to the bone, you know. Mm. They do, yeah, historically they do mean something to me. So, you said yeah. it was too overproduced. It's too clean and too overproduced, I think. No, there's it? something about the way they put songs together that I don't like. There's something about it. It's particularly the band rather than the vocal. The vocal is kind of a little bit... 
difficult to use words. The words that they like to use in academia is black and white. Yeah. As in race, as in, you know, and that's quite a problematic term, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, because people interpret it in a million yeah, different ways. Yeah, I imagine they take that all the wrong way. Exactly, yeah, but fundamentally what I think it means is, is um, black music is kind of from the soul. It's immediate, it's straight out, it's, it's emotion, it's, it's, it's unmediated, mm-hmm. whereas white music is calculated and precise and produced and, you know, okay. and everything else. And that's, yeah, as I say, people won't particularly like that, but there's something about the way perfect circle put their songs together that i think is just too precise and too yeah. it's not spontaneous enough i like mm. stuff that's you know in of it's, that ilk but i'd rather listen to converge over dillinger escape plan and oh, so okay. there'll be people out there kind of going well, what's the difference between those two <laughs> <bands>? <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean is there any pressure from the record companies like you know to produce I've never had a conversation with a record company in my no, life no. <laughs> so I'm, sort of wondering, I'm wondering though is, it, you know, is that where they come from is that do they think crap we've got to create something better than the last one I've got, no, I've got a theory on this I've got a theory on this um, I think and if you use Green Day and Muse as examples I think that bands tend to go a little bit shit when they start playing arenas because suddenly it's all about the chorus and it's all about the singer yeah. it's all about mm. the mega hooks and, and it's all about writing stuff that there are technical issues there are technical considerations there because if you play a song in a big space yeah. if it's too complicated and too fast you can't hear it it yeah. just sounds shit so everything, everything gets really stripped down everything gets yeah. really like blocky mm. like and people kind of say that when it's simplified that it's worse because you know from an intellectual point of view that kind of makes sense you yeah. know the less is not yeah. always more but uh, yeah I think they strip it down if they do it right they strip it down to the core components which I think is well if you think about ACDC then they absolutely do that right if you think if, yeah, a, yeah good if example you think about, yeah. if you think about Muse when for me they started getting a little bit crappy it was after Black Holes and Revelations which I think probably is about the time when they start playing these massive bloody stadiums yeah. and yeah. Green Day when they started getting a bit crappy for me it was like American Idiot onwards and I think it's the same kind of era where it's Basket mm. Case uh, sorry Dookie and Nimrod all that kind of stuff it's, it's brilliant mm. yeah, yeah. I, I also think it's based on the era that you find the band. You know what I mean? That, that's all, you know, that's yeah, a, that there, can be a lot said as well. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, like you say, that when it became crappy for you, I don't know. It's, oh, I see what you mean. In terms of the band's been alive 20 years, you mm-hmm. might have only found them five years ago. Mm-hmm. And you found their fourth album rather than their second. Well, I, yeah, feel, I you... feel really sorry for Dutch Chili Pepper fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you discover Green Day with American Idiot, you might have a, a different yeah. outlook on it. But yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. There is definitely a shift. And I think it's, yeah, gigs they play, whether it's stadiums or something smaller. And radio play is the other one. How, yeah. how easily does a song drop into a playlist? Because yeah. there are so many bands that sound great, Converge being one of them to... They drop the same band. Uh, that you know, you, you put that on a compilation. It's just like, oh god, what the hell's this? You know, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you listen to the albums in entirety and you kind of get absorbed in it, you get it a mm-hmm. bit more. Those tend to be my favourite bands. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, the slow burners. I mean, it's, it's OK Computer versus the Bends, isn't it? It's that whole kind of, you know, do you just want tracks that work on your shuffle playlist, or do you want to sit and listen to an album? That's, Which is, uh, that, yeah, that's nail on the head, I reckon. I reckon a lot of people have stopped buying albums since, you know, uh, what, Napster? Well. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. just downloading single songs. One yeah, song from that, one yeah. from that, one from that. I talk to a lot of my mates, um, work, sort of work friends, and I'm like, what are you into? What are you into? And they're like, ah, oh, a bit of this, a bit of that. And it literally is. It's, yeah. It's, you know, yeah, probably ten seconds buy. of this. Yeah, <laughs> twenty seconds. <of> that. <laughs> <laughs> Skip. But it, it really is. It's, um, so yeah, that yeah. whole buying of the album 
is a long yeah. gone thing almost, mm. sadly, I think. Yeah. But, anyway. but then I do the same thing because that's what I was listening to in the car, going back to what we were saying yep. five minutes ago. It's, you know, there, there yeah. are reasons for it. Yeah. I do like to put on some headphones and sit in a dark room and listen to an entire album if I can, though, well, which Pink, I can't because Pink I Floyd wouldn't have survived in the modern era because no. that side of the moon you have to start at the beginning and go through to the end and a lot of that The Wall for example is a story from beginning to end if they yeah. release it these days you can't shuffle through that stuff it doesn't make no, any sense exactly. no. No. you can though because you sort of know it in the back of your mind somewhere you know how yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink Floyd's I mean if it was released yeah no, I totally understand what you're saying but yeah it's a different, it's a different thing mm. It's crazy. It's um, it's a, it's an enormous thought. It's an enormous thought. Yeah, and I don't think there's any. There's no answer. There's no. There's not. No, it's, it's, it's all opinions. It's everything, and it's you know, it's completely objective. And I think all you which can. Which is great. Which is great. Which is yeah. What makes it interesting. All you can ever do is just make the music that you want to make. If you That's want to it. make an album, make an album, and That's say it. I've made an album. People like albums. Listen to it, and you just have to accept that yeah. you know everything you make is going to be a, a niche now rather than taking the world by storm. I think it's, it doesn't seem to happen anymore. Mm. Be proud. Be proud of what you love. <laughs> 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 That's um, So, um, obviously, you're, you're a very good musician, as we just heard demonstrated <laughs> yes, on your thanks, shiny yes. Epiphone there. <clears throat> through, yes. your, through your, let's get technical, what is it? A line, line six. My line six <laughs> pod, yes. Everything I own comes from Gumtree. <laughs> <laughs> it's all um, sort of ten years, you know, ten years ago it would have been great. <laughs> but it cost me a fortune. <laughs> Didn't cost me very much, as it happens. No, People yeah. can't get rid of them fast enough. That sounds great. That sounds um, awesome. No, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have loved to have heard it in stereo, personally, because the uh, room ambience is something to behold. But anyway, um, yeah, no, it's, it, my entire studio is built off of, out of stuff from Gumtree, and it's because I have no money. And it, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here that you started off as a musician and then progressed into being a music producer. Yeah, that's a fair assumption, um, yeah. And I think, don't they all? I don't know. Well, I'm interested. What was the point where, because you introduced yourself as a producer and not as a mm. musician, where was the point where you started to think yourself more <laughs> as one than not the other? About um, six weeks ago. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, I, uh, so I'm, I've been a stay-at-home dad for like five years because I've got, well, actually, yeah, I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. I did do a bit of part-time work at the beginning. I stopped that a couple of years ago. So now <laughs> I'm trying to get back out to work. So everyone I ever meet, I don't give them my name. I just say, hello, I'm a producer. <laughs> Please throw money at me. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's why that is. Uh, I was thinking when I was playing that, if I'd been playing guitar all day in a guitar band, I would have said I was a guitarist. Based mm-hmm. the same thing. Today I've been making a track, so I feel like a producer. Okay. Um, lots of days I don't feel like any of those things <laughs> it's just yeah it's whatever's happening that day to be honest so, yeah. and did, did you do a course in music production or were you not in music production per se no um, I did I did a BTEC national um, in uh, performing arts music Eastleigh okay. College which okay. is where I met some of your esteemed previous don't um, do some name dropping uh, Adam come on they're, they're big stars now I can say him I called his name in a register no I didn't really call his name in a register <laughs> <laughs> come on <Eve>. um <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, so yeah, lots of lots of those guys I met at Eastleigh College, having done the course there, it's performance and it's music tech and it's all mixed up together. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. And yeah, I was a guitarist then, I started playing bass when I was doing the HNC, which came afterwards because there were just no bass players, which is how all bass players start playing bass. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all bass players. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you all want to be guitarists or singers? I or? was a guitarist. Bass. No, I yeah. was a bass player. Always a bass player. You well, went in, you went, I want a bass <laughs> no, I, that's actually, I'm completely lying. I bought a guitar. There we go, so see? You're right. <laughs> and, and, I, and my friend said, um, 
He didn't basically he didn't say you shit at that. <laughs> he, but he, did, he said the base is much simpler. He did, he did say though. You, I've noticed when you're out clubbing, you're, you're air basing rather than guitar. So he wow. bought he took my guitar and bought me a bass, and I just fitted. It just felt right. It just felt better. God, I never I, thought I of felt, that as a selection process. Yeah, I mean, just, taking students to nightclubs is probably not a good business. Right? But if, <laughs> <laughs> what do you air play? Yeah, that's that's yeah, what yeah. you should play. Around. I don't know. I don't know. You know, that's what he noticed, and I'm like a bit scary because I must have been on the dance floor doing Freddie Freddie Mercury style maneuvers, but with a bass guitar <laughs> instead of a half microphone. I don't know. So, um, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so yeah, play bass because yeah, there were no bass players, and I guess that's why not really why I did production, but every band says, I oh, want you know, we need to record, we yeah. either need to save for the next six months, or we can just try and do it ourselves. And yeah, that's basically what we did. Um, I had a four track, <laughs> which is going to lead you neatly on to some of the oh, 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 wonderful like musical this. examples. I like this, it's like we've all the like this. Plan this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started to record things just. Instinctively, I guess, is probably a fair way to put it. Um, and because I had that knowledge, that technical thing going on when I was in bands, it was like, oh, yes, we should definitely record this, you know. And, and yeah, I never thought of myself as a producer. It was just a, um, uh, a means of recording what we did, literally, you know, so we'd remember the song, so mm -hmm. we'd have something we could learn. Well, there must be something about you that, that you put your hand up rather than any other band member. There must be something... Oh, <clears throat> maybe there is. But yeah, uh, yeah, you'd have to. I don't know. Not something that I'm conscious of. <laughs> yeah. I think it takes a particular type of person because many people want to be the stars in the studio and they want to be the Axel Rose or the Slash. Is it David Geffen? Who, no, who produced him? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. I've got myself no, into a proper dead end. <laughs> David Geffen over the label. Geffen's someone else. The, yeah, obviously the, the <laughs> label uh, is named after. But you know, it's, like there's someone who is happy <laughs> to take I, a slightly. Uh, Google. Can't do it. No. no. All right. Speed Google. Speed Google. See, I've got no oh. idea who produced Guns N' Roses. I can't actually. even. And Guns N' Roses is one of my like you know the, I'd say they are the band that got me into music. I yeah. you know it was kind of chart radio rubbish, and then someone went, "Have you ever heard this?" <laughs> I was like, wow, because <laughs> I had no idea what misogyny was then. Didn't bother me. Yeah, actually, rocking. This is how grown-ups talk. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I mean? There's someone who's happy to be more like the other side of the wall and is happy just to fiddle with, fiddle with all the buttons and everything, mm. make it sound good, rather than being the actual person. Yeah, I don't think it's really a question. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'd like to be in the limelight at all. I've got yeah. a strange <laughs> shade of crimson right now speaking to you. I think I can feel how hot it is in here. Um, My, Mike Klink? Oh, oh yeah. no, I did know that. Yeah, yeah there we go. I didn't. God, what else has he done though? I, can't, I don't know him from anywhere else. So, uh, he must be huge. They're, they're, well, he doesn't need to do anything else, does he? Well, no, I suppose not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Uh, I've got to know now. You carry on chatting, and I will <laughs> look these facts up. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah, I don't like the spotlight, and I just, yeah. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, or I can just, you know, if I can hear something's wrong, I'm like, I need to put that right, and it's just, uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's I, cool. But it's a lot to learn to do what you do. I mean, it's a lot of. I mean. I, I dabble in it a very little bit and I can see there's a big wide world. I think work. if you ever look at everything there is to learn and go, yes, I'm going to embark on this career and I yeah. want to learn, then yes, it is. But when you solve problems one by one, that guitar sounds a bit tinny. You know, which one of these controls changes that? Uh, it's not the low, it's not the mid, oh, it's the high. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, that sort of thing. Is it, you just do that over and over again for every problem that there is to solve. Then you, yeah. Yeah, you do just stuff. There's, there's, there's a logic to it. There's a... Yeah. Sort of like a common sense almost to it. There, there is, there's, there's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, that sounds like I'm dissing the whole process. No, not at all. I, no, I love no. the process myself. And I mean, I'm just not as far 
along in uh, learning scales as you as guys like yourself. <laughs> but I mean, it is so much fun. It is so much fun. Isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's lots of lots to do, lots to play with. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's and uh, then there's too much to play with sometimes <laughs> too, isn't it? You know. Yeah, making decisions is. Uh, I've got, got, got some questions about like beginning. You know, what I mean, oh, like we're, we're beginners tend to add as many effects as they can and all I've got some questions yeah, later on but can I just give you some Guns N' Roses oh, sorry uh, no, yeah so Mike Clink what else is he famous for White Snake <clears throat> okay yeah not a fan White Snake riff oh um, sing me a song <laughs> who's got a White Snake riff here I, I go again oh, oh god um, dun, 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 dun. like a drifter I was born to walk along <laughs> um, oh, Megadeth Oh, Megadeth, yeah, again, that was one of my... Um... <laughs> Sorry. Um, UFO, Jefferson Starship. Oh, wow. Eddie Money and many others. That's a None of those. I wouldn't say any of those particularly tam- same production of that. I would say Motley Crue, Motley oh. Crue. Because Guns N' Roses is like, there's a, I imagine it sounds like it's a lot of spill and it's all very kind of like garage produced rather than like, it doesn't sound very clean, does it? But a lot no. of that stuff really does. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah, well, no, it's, it sounds like a, a garage band that are trying to sound clean, I think. If you listen to the Illusion albums, I listened oh, back yeah. to them recently. Yeah. And actually, I think you can really hear the band in turmoil <laughs> going into the studio <laughs> off their face, you know, for like 18 months or however long it took to record those albums, just kind of putting things down and someone at the end going, oh, Christ, I've got to stick all this together somewhere. <laughs> and, yeah, um, Mike Clink saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, poor Mike Clink. That's why just, you haven't heard of him since. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely burnt out there. <laughs> Absolute stress wagon. <laughs> but you started, you started on a four track. Yes. I mean, I, I, I would imagine, like I said, I'm not very in, um, experienced in this. I imagine that's a pretty good way of starting and getting into so. it because, you, yeah. because there's not much in the way of equipment and you've got to be very creative about the Yeah, that is something making. actually that I guess people don't have the luxury of now. If you wanted to do a multi track recording, when I, when I was a lad, um, a four track was kind of the most accessible thing and it's, oh, it's yeah, a really simple task, thing. Um, and if you sort of thing, if yeah. you find yourself sat in front of a computer with Logic or Cubase or whatever, you know there's so much. Mm. Unless you know, unless you go into it looking for things, it's just all these menus that are just yeah. completely. Whereas you know with something like that, it's in front of you, and you, you there's only a few buttons, and you know if you press one of them, it stops working, and if you press it again, it starts again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is a quite a good way to do it, and. I suppose it's built up from that. It was it was never intentional. <laughs> yeah. It was never designed. But um, and then yeah, you thought, yeah. oh, I need a better mic. Oh, I need a better whatever. I need a better whatever. And then just do you know, I didn't think it. a lot of that stuff. And I probably should have done because I, 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 it was always a means to an end. So I'd write a song, I'd write a riff, and I just want to record it, stick it down, and then kind of go, oh yeah, I sort of think the drum should go like this. Drum machine out. You know, it sounds horrendous, but you get the idea. You know, the hi hat. But it, you know, it's <laughs> something like that, just with a bit of groove. You know, and everything that I recorded was like that. It was never meant to be heard by anyone except for people in the band yeah it was just a, it was a notepad basically so that was all it was ever for now obviously probably since yeah the modular series Moki era so of 2006-ish bands that I wanted to you know go somewhere laughably he says thinking back to the songs um you know, I wanted them to sound good. So that was kind of like, actually, yeah, we should work really hard to get this to sound good. I think we actually got sent an album off to be um, mastered and stuff like that because we, we thought it was, you know, the bee's knees at the time. Prior to that, it was just note-taking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Was... Shall we listen to an example? Because you've brought some stuff in with you. I have. Now, we're going to have to... Well, so what have you got queued up first? I think you've got... Nothing. It all sat in a folder. <laughs> <laughs> so there was one... The two that I sent you today, one of them was the four-track 
version of a song that I did probably about 18 years ago. Okay, what's it called? Um, I retitled it today and I forgot something about machines. Machines all of the way to the sea. Machines all the way to the sea. Where did that yes. come from? Because that's what it sounds like. It's it's drum machine, and then it gradually the original one. It's six minutes long, so I'm not going to make it okay. the whole thing. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, it basically it's. How am we going to? Uh, am I going to hear this? Are you going to play this now, or are you, well, you going to drop this in? Okay, right, right. We'll oh, go behind the break, scenes. He's breaking the myth now. I've got to know. I'm, I'm going to pause the recording. <laughs> oh, there we go. And then we're going to listen to have it. Have a scratch. Have a think. <laughs> well, have a, <laughs> Carla, Carla can have a wee, maybe. Do you yeah. know wee? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll listen to it, and then okay. and then I'll press record, and it'll all be seamless. Okay, right. So yeah, I mean, what I advise you do in that case is perhaps play a small segment of it because what I used to do is plug in a drum machine okay. into one channel, and maybe via an effects pedal or something like that, and then I would just uh, improvise a structure with the drum machine. So I'd start it off, and it would do four bars of you know, four, four, and then I'd change it in some way to make a kind of, you know, verse chorus thing. And then I would go back and put things over the top and it would kind of, I'd build a song in reverse, basically. Right. Okay. So everything is um, improvised and everything is one take. And yeah, I'm really proud of it. I think if anyone ever listen to it they go this is awful well we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> we do have we do actually have an email account now <laughs> for, for reviews oh i see i was just wondering what the relevance of that was <laughs> no, i thought i thought, I thought it was just bragging <laughs> <laughs> really legitimate okay right i'm going to stop ready Yeah, I, I like that. Wow, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do. No, that's good. That's ambience. Ambience to the max. Isn't it? Is that yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it doesn't meet a lot of the standards that I would set for myself these days, but it, there's something fundamental I like about it. I like the improvisation. I like the kind of, the fact that it goes somewhere, it takes you somewhere, you know, the, the atmospheric-ness of it, you know. I, it, sat at home in <laughs> silence it sounds a bit bleak but you know what I mean it, 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 there was nothing there and it, it, it creates a place which is kind of you know what you're trying to do with music isn't it yeah. you're just trying to put people in a yeah in a place mm-hmm. I was um, hearing the um, the actual time sort of recording yeah with, with the four track yeah that's what mm. I was hearing through that it's like I could hear you like, how, yeah. how do you explain this without being sounding geeky? Well, how do I you're, mean? You're adding uh, reverb. Yeah. So there's no as you're recording. Yeah. There's no. There's it. no going back. There's no. Um, <laughs> there's no going back. There's no going back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you can't kind of 
pick and choose bits and then splice them together. I guess splicing is the, the key thing that's different now. It's the tape, you know, it's, it, yeah. you record it in the same physical place on the tape. Uh, so it has to stay there. So, yeah, everything that I did was um, one take because I'm just... In situ. He's just ridiculously yeah. impatient. I just go, oh, that'll do. You know, I, I want it to be finished. I don't want to keep doing the same bit over and over again. Um, and, yeah, I just had to try and kind of create things with the few switches that I had in front of me. You know, so I'd press play on the drum machine and I, I had two outputs. So sometimes I send one output through a distortion pedal yeah, yeah. on one channel and the, the, the main bit of the drums would go on the other channel yeah, and then yeah. I could drop in this kind of breakbeat sounding yeah. thing over the top. And then by cutting it in and out, you create structure just from the drums. And then when you've got structure, you kind of build on it. So although listening back, you know, there's not a song there, there's not a, oh, it's I, certainly not a finished piece. It's certainly not a record in the kind of commercial sense of the word no. um it the, the processes are all there and i really like the fact that i can hear that i like the fact that i did that sort of 20 years ago and it was you know that's yeah, good it was it's all still, in there yeah. um, but <laughs> having having done that i've kind of played with it today and kind of gone well what you know what could i have done if i would had logic or whatever door in front of me um and yeah i've made a track that you're going to drop in. Yes, we oh, are. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking it would <laughs> yes, be at the end because that makes perfect sense. Because no, let's do it now. Because I did it this very day, but this is the yeah. track I made today. So, so hold on, before we listen oh. to it, what did you change? You, so you took like a little sample of it. Yes, yeah, then... so I dropped the whole thing in and I, I chopped it up into samples and then I well, did lots of things, kind of layering the samples up because, as I said, with the tape, you know, it's linear, you can't yeah, change right. where things are. So immediately you can take things from the end, from the middle and put them, you know, with bits from the beginning, from the end, mix it all up have it in different channels, have it each bit going through different effects. You can do all kinds of things. And because you've got all these tools available to you, you can drop in other instruments and, you know, mm -hmm. all the processing you can imagine. You can actually do something to take away the tape hiss from a four oh. track. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that, though. Well, oh, no, like I, I do yeah, like I that, know. the fact that it's there. But I it, and I, I kind of like the fact that it sounds, even that the new track still has a certain analogue quality about it. You know, I mean, it's not the analogue that perhaps some of the purists will go for in a studio, but it is tape nonetheless mm -hmm. you know and it's um yeah i didn't want to hide what it was but i just thought what can i do with that today yeah. in fact what can i do with that today to show it in its best light because that's again you know kind of the job of a producer when someone turns up with a song or an idea or whatever you go well i i need to make this great now mm -hmm. so how do you do that you know um yeah so i i it's a good phrase i need to make this great now yesterday <laughs> rather, rather than saying i need to make this better yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah which, no. they, which they probably don't want to hear but no but it's but it's, it's truthful at the yeah. end of the day it's, it's the right thing isn't it yeah i think you you know there, there are the kind of there's a certain standard i don't think i could really define what it was in words but for me there's a there's a yes you know you press play on something and it's either a yes or a no yep. it either drops below that standard or goes above it so yeah you just need to push whatever you've got That's above it. that standard yeah. um some things My, take a lot of work and only just get above it other things are you know way above it before you've even started which is of course the dream thing to work with but i know we're going away from playing this track but just quickly so you hear because I, I hear things I hear I was in Australia I was working with um, a ukulele player yeah. and I heard her songs but I heard them in a bigger entirety than she was just vocal and ukulele yeah. I heard them and um, so I asked her could I do them and I did actually I produced her album I suppose it's called Producing and I Absolutely. got, I got yeah, drummers yeah. in to play the drums I got trombone players in to do parts and I could just hear the bigness of what she mm. could aspire to that's essentially where you're 
that's essentially what you do. Absolutely, yeah, yeah that, that, that's all it is. I mean, you, you don't, to the point where you don't have to do anything. You can say, right, drummer, do this, but yeah. I do this. You know, get someone else to mix it, get someone else to actually record it. Yeah. You just sit in a massive chair being fanned by two ostrich feather fans. <laughs> Doesn't that, that what Quincy Jones does? I think so, yeah. I mean, that's what I Na- Nowadays, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, go on, yeah, let's get this track up because I'm curious. I'm curious okay. as. All right, here we are. This is the, um, the, the distance. The, yeah. Between how many? Twenty years dif- difference. Pretty, well, pretty much, yeah. Wow. Twenty years difference in files. Eighteen, yeah. Okay, I'm curious as mustard. No, 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 I was just getting into it and it ended. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what my wife said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, sure, I mean, uh, yeah, so it it was a bit too long before it needed cutting down. I I may have cut it down too far. It's still a work in progress. I I basically, I was doing it today, so it's... Straight in my, to my mind, a question that comes to my mind is, did you have a vision for that? That's the, you know, no, you, no, and I wanted to keep that whole. You don't, you don't think, oh, oh this would, I could push this for an advert. I could push this to a, to an ambience, you know, like a or a, a skateboarding movie soundtrack, or I could push this to. Sure, no, did, no, did you, no, you, you don't no, think I, like I, that. I no? think there's a kind of, as I said before, there's a kind of standard that you have to hit. That if you hit that standard, then it will suit a multitude of, you know, purposes, and it, you know, it, it needs to be that kind of broadcast standard, which is. Fine, I can, you know. So when you say live broadcast standard, are you talking quality of sound or are you talking quality of the overall for, for me, track I'm, substance? I'm probably, um, because I'm a little bit punk rock in this regard, I, I, it just needs to be loud enough, you know, it needs to be that. Yeah. It, hitting zero dB, yeah, all, yeah, all okay. the frequencies are there, you know, it's, if you drop it in with any other audio, it's not going to sound out of place. Yeah. If, it's, if it's not balanced in some way, if it's too thin, too trebly, too bassy, whatever, then it jumps out. And actually, yeah, listening back to that, not with these headphones, but it's sounding <laughs> a little bit bassy to me. Kind of want to tweak it, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just getting that kind of. And there's industry, there's industry standards for that. It's exactly what it is. is. Yeah, yeah. So there's actual guidelines you can follow. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. I, if, 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 to my ears, there are. Yeah. I don't know that there That's are. That's what I'm trying to find out for myself. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that you know the whole thing that it hits zero dB and doesn't. Clip. That. It doesn't clip, yeah, it doesn't, and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it has to. You can tell when you sort of drive something up against the limiter. You, whenever you mix, you should always have a, a reference yeah. piece to That's mix it, yeah, yeah. by, so that you know you can tell if it sounds louder compared to your track or quieter or whatever. And yeah, if you're overcooking that, yeah. that limiter, which to be honest, <laughs> most bands are these days because there's this whole limiter wars thing where they just turn them up. Mastered for up. iTunes. That's my favourite one. Is oh, listen, you. I've not heard that no, one. So what does that mean? I, was going, I, no, I don't know really, no. But, yeah. but there is mastered for iTunes. I don't understand what it means. 
I just okay. my uh, my battle today is that everyone's listening to beautifully created music on these tiny little freaking. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what yeah, it means. Yeah. Master for iTunes probably means mastered for crappy iPhone yeah, speakers. Yeah, it probably does. Probably mastered yeah. for laptop speakers. I suppose there's there are, there is a kind of mid range that you. I mean, whenever you're in a studio, you have your reference monitors, and they kind of. They're supposed to be flat, so you can hear everything, but they, you know, you, you, it draws your attention to that mid range. Yeah. Whereas if you stick it through your nice hi fi speakers, you get all the low end coming and the crispy yeah, yeah. highs, you know, it sounds wonderful, but it's normally a bit sort of scooped. So, yeah, if you get that mid range, crunchy mid range sounding right, then it will sound good on a phone or on a laptop that's or, it. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, perhaps that's what they're driving at. I don't know, but yeah, the, the, you know, there's there's kind of various standards. Uh, it, what it boils down to is, does it sound good? Does it feel good when you listen? That's to it. it. And then, yeah, that's essentially it. Because like I've got a, you're gonna I've... have to oil that door. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a part of the podcast. Right. Every episode. <laughs> you see the you see the Kelly case. Kelly's entered the, the room. Or the, <laughs> or the cat. Sometimes she's having a diet cat, Pepsi cat from the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I think it's, I don't know, go and uh, talk about performance. Like, you can capture a performance of a song. I've got some guy walked into a Black Flag concert with, yeah. a, with a dictaphone, yeah. basically, and it's just the most awesome Black Flag concert I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know when it was, well, you know, when it was in Washington, where it was, but I've got a, a bootleg copy of it. Yeah, that up his head for an hour, did he? Probably, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, aggressively quieter. <laughs> <it's laughs> but it's... An amazing set, and I can listen to that over and over again. Mm. The sound quality atrocious, but mm. because the power is there, the performance is there. That's what I love. Yeah, there's. A, I think most of it comes down to what we were saying about earlier. The whole kind of comparative thing. If you drop it into a radio playlist, yeah, yeah. if it sounds out of place, then it, you know, it, it could have a, a negative impact on the, the you know, yeah, ability exactly, of the yeah. track. Uh, if you're listening to one thing, like a whole gig or whatever, you know you quickly become quite accustomed to the way it sounds. So it, you know it's That's less it. important. Uh, I mean, you, you compare it to anything from the sort of '80s, early '90s. That the level difference is, you know, it's really noticeable. It, you listen to kind of records that were big. You know, big the, records. The police of the day. is one that always does. Yeah, it, the police, I mean, police are really... in particular are quite yeah. kind of garagey, for want of a yeah. better word. You know. Um, Def Leppard was always one that, they, you know, at the time was, you know, that's, this is the pinnacle of what studio rock albums can sound like. And actually now it sounds really thin. And you yeah. know, when you compare it like for like and it's not normalised mm. and it's not through a compressor, it's not on the, you know, you can hear a big difference. Um, is that the right thing? Quite possibly not, because what you're doing, pressing it up against the limiter, it's a little bit like when you press your face against a window, you know? Spreading yes, you're putting everything up to the same level, but you're losing your features when you're doing Wasn't it. Wasn't there a huge talk of a Metallica one, which was just mastered so loud or something? It, yeah. was, it was almost yeah. brash. And but little... Californication was known for it as well. Was it? Yeah, because yeah, I've got the stems for a lot of it, and the, <laughs> the guitars are so compressed, it sounds weird. It sounds, it sounds uh, really weird. Hmm. That's a, that's a Rick Rubin thing. What compressing? Yeah, it's having having just brick lining everything and pushing everything to the max and just losing well, all the dynamics I'll, out. I want you to give me. Sorry, while we're talking about it, I want you to give me a description of what compression does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask that question <laughs> <laughs> because so, it's the, probably the most talked about. Whatever it yeah, is, you know, added so important. You know, compress this, compress that, compress the bass. We've got like bass players. I never ever used one. 
Um, but we have a, you can buy a compressor pedal for a mm. bass. I've got a compressor pedal, and I set everything to twelve, and I just turn it on. I feel like <laughs> you know yeah. this, Matt, don't you? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I, when I, I've, I've used one to be honest, and I feel like I lose complete control of my style, my, so what I want. Have you ever seen what you've recorded on a waveform? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, there's the kind of the Christmas tree the, thing. The, you know, if you go boom, you hit a drum, and it's kind of yeah, a Christmas tree on the side. Yeah, you know, on the side, it's yeah, yeah. And it drops down. What the compressor does is it kind of tries to replicate what happens when you hear sound in the real world. So, backtrack a little bit. If you listen to this recording, you will hear us talking and you will hear a lot of the room. Yes. You'll be quite aware of the room. If we took our headphones off right now and talked to each other, that room sound would still be there, but our brains would kind of filter it out. You know, we'd ignore it and just hear our voices like we're right next to each other. And, you know, that's kind of... There's a difference, there's a disparity between what's actually going on in the real world and what your brain does to that sound okay. to pick out the bits that you can hear. Yep. So your brain, getting back to compressors, your brain ignores the peaks, the, the big, loud transients. It doesn't need to go, that was really loud. Yeah. It just kind of tells you about the rest of it. So a compressor does that. It chops off that very loud peak okay. by turning it down, attenuating that level. And then as it comes, the rest of it comes down, the rest of that Christmas tree is there, it kind of brings the level back in again. Okay. So what it does is it gives you a constant sound. You can hear all of that. I mean, I say constant, it depends how you set it. You know, it's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's anywhere between the original sound, which is very loud at the start, and then getting quieter, to something completely flat for the duration is somewhere between those two and you want to make it sound natural when you set a compressor right it, it you can see it's working you can't really hear it unless you're going for a, an, a special effect all oh, right yeah yeah yeah. It, it's it, cool it, what it does is take away the peaks and in doing that you know that all of your hits yeah, all of your notes gonna are going to be kind of the same. And similar, you, you similar sort of point you compensate in the game yeah so makeup game, game brings up yeah. anything that you cut off it brings it back in again okay. uh, it's just the where it does it so it takes away the the, the labits and then brings out the tone and yeah. I under, I understand all that yeah but then I look I look at my compressor plugin which I'm going to be filling with later on this mm. and it's got ratios and it's got yeah needs ratios and it's got, and it's, and it's got yeah. so ratio is the amount of decibels above your threshold that it allows through so if it's two to one you're you're halving it basically two for every two um, <laughs> Am I explaining this properly? Sorry, one to two even, it's the other way around. Every one decibel is only letting half of that through. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So if you're going right. to go all the way from zero up to 100, it's only going to... It's going to Whereas a limiter yeah. would not let nothing through. A limiter, it gets to a point and then it stops. Okay. So, and, then, yeah. and then a noise gate. A noise gate is the other end. It's the other it end. Drops it off the, chops off the bottom the hiss part, the hiss and, and yeah, the crap yeah, that you yeah. don't need. Yeah, Literally so it's a response. Noise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of course, if it's, you set it really high, it'll just let... So like a snare drum, you know, if you set it really high, you just get that... You yeah. get that kind of the Quincy oh, yeah. Jones yeah. thing. So you can use it creatively. Tight. Yeah. But um, yeah, you really need to put a noise gate on this. And mic, are you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, try... I've tried that, but with speech. Yeah. But with speech, because speech goes up and down so much, I've, I've tried putting a noise gate on it and you miss half the words. You do, yeah, well, you've set it too high, so you've got to set it lower. Well, yeah, but if you set it on one out of 100, you can't set it any lower, really. <laughs> yeah, but if it takes off the. It's yeah. underneath, and that's good. If it takes off a bit of yeah, that room reverb, it's but what if good, we, what potentially. What if we are like yeah. Justin Mendel, that guy, you know, he likes all his lo-fi stuff, so do we. Yeah. Yeah, he loves everything. He likes a bit of hiss. I like do you it. know Justin Meldra Johnson? He was, an, he was the bass player for Nine Inch Nails. And Beck. And Beck, yeah. and he's now produced Paramore. Um, Amazing. He's, he's got um, a lovely short-scale... He's got a Mustang signature. Mustang, oh, okay. beautiful-looking thing. I'll, I'll show you later, it's nice. Sure, yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he's involved in Paragore, I know quite a lot about this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, I speak to him on the internet. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an internet friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> Danger. <laughs> Did he ask for photos? <laughs> he asked to meet no, you. No, he can't, no. It's the halfway point. Oh, it's the halfway So Matt and I in a six bit of fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in between the two wedding sets, we get yep. we get really bored. We do really get bored. bored, and not to mention the time between each wedding as well. Yeah. Plenty of time to uh, dream up um, things so to do or to amuse ourselves. One of the games we play is that we um, we like to taste wedding cakes and compare wedding cakes from wedding to wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Brutally. Um, <laughs> we, we start we started a spreadsheet on our Google Sheets thing. So but we see, share hang on, hang on. Some people might not know that you're a wedding band, covers band. They might just think you're crashing yeah. weddings <laughs> and tasting are. people's cakes. But no, no, actually, no, no. Most, most people... to be there <laughs> and to judge their cake without and, them knowing. And this spreadsheet got ridiculous. I think it must have had 15 different categories. Yeah, there were from, many categories, from, yeah. um, texture or filling to... Um, did it have oral cling? We didn't have... No, this cloying thing, we didn't have that. Because I don't like a cake that clings in your mouth too much. <laughs> I like it to be chewed, nicely swallowed, and not... Like, sure. Not and, like... and to pass through without, without complication. <laughs> <laughs> we would have had to have taken the spreadsheet home with us yeah, to do right, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, me and my delightful assistant, Casey. Say hello. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have we have um, designed a game for you today to, to celebrate you coming in. Great! I have been to five, um, well, four well-known supermarkets, <laughs> and then and then there's a wild card. Oh wow! All right, okay. There's a wild card as well. Um, Not Russian, is it? I've bought chocolate cakes from each one. Oh. We have we've we've scaled it down to three categories, which are taste, presentation, and aroma. Your job. Both of you, not me, because obviously I know what cake it is. Yeah. Your job, both of you, is to taste the cake and give each category, taste, presentation and aroma, a mark out of ten. Well, it's the straight away thing. Presentation is, on this, I think. <laughs> they do all look a bit like cow pats, yeah. but that's because in well, total I didn't spend more than ten quid. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm with you on that. The presentation on this is, looks like it's been slopped on. It's horrendous, isn't it? It is a bit. I mean, we are used to wedding cakes, you know, the, the best, the creme de la creme of cake. <laughs> the standards but... <laughs> of venues, yes. But this, um, it's, a, it's got some flaking, chocolate flaking, which they've tried to um, yeah, throw make, on. Throw yeah. On, yeah. And what's this? What's happening? No, it looks like should, someone's put their elbow in it. Yeah, someone has touched that with one of their. So I'm going right. to give that one appendages. So, all right, so but yeah, let's be quick about this. Let's, let's, make, let's make this speedy. Straight in. All right, Straight I'm in. I'm going to give it two. Okay. Oh. All right, Casey's bringing some. No, Thank you very much, Casey. So I, there's a couple of forks here. I don't know how we're going to do we're this. We're going to do this massive mess. The cakes are quite stuffy. Oh, oh nice. I'm going I'm to grab it. All right. I'm going to eat it in a corner as if we're at a wedding, trying not to look like we're trying to look guests or gate crashes. No, no, we're paid to be here. I'm straight in. <laughs> Would you like some, Casey? Have you brushed your teeth? No, I'll, I'll, I'll have some in a second. Have some now, it's all right. You can help us out. I seem to remember that she might have had some earlier. She did. Was that because she came in with chocolate all over her face? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so did Kelly as well. 
Oh, man, it tastes like <laughs> sugar. <laughs> and all I can think about is how much mm. it's sticking to the roof of my mouth. I think that's the cling. It's cloying. We should have that's felt... really clingy. Clingy. Right. What about taste? I don't know. Yeah, don't forget to sniff it. Don't forget, your taste is... This is what you're going to judge the rest of the cakes on. Absolutely, yeah. I don't... So it's definitely yeah. Don't get too low it. because this might be the best of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it a, a solid six, I think. Yeah, I'm going right. to go a standard five. On okay. That. Thank you very much, Casey. Can we have cake number two, please? Did you have a smell of that one? Oh no, I didn't. Aroma. Just yeah, it smells like yeah. London Pride. Lovely. Funnily enough, mine smells like Tanglewood. <laughs> there we go. Here's cake number two. Oh, look at that. What about the what about the aesthetic? That's dainty, and look at that. Uh, I actually much. appreciate the way that they've that done that. Beef. That's nice. Oh, yeah? Do what you want Smiley the chocolate button. Faces. Casey wants the chocolate okay. button off the top. Go on and <laughs> take it. Go for it. On. It'll damage the presentation, but we've already looked at that. I'm going to give that one a seven. And where do yes. our forks go? Did you take the forks oh, there's, away? Oh, there's, there's a fork here. Is that one? I don't oh, know. Oh, there's a knife. Have you got the knife? <laughs> Thank you. Can I use the fork to scrape the, the cling <laughs> off the last knife? <laughs> oh, that's much thicker. This is, this is an audio format, so as many words as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, it's alive. It's alive with flavour. Uh, that's not real icing in the middle. That is a bit of, um, what's the word? Vanilla sponge. That is vanilla sponge. It is, it's, it's, oh, is that right? It's not chocolate sponge. It's just pale. All right. Okay, thank you very much, Casey. Let's have number three, please. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Mm. That's much better. Mm. Oh, see? See, I'm, I'm, seeing, uh, I'm seeing happy faces here. Mm. That was good and I enjoyed that. Now, be honest, Matt, was that better than some of the wedding cakes? Sorry, I'm changing... <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing aroma to cling. I can't smell any of them. Okay. Oh, yeah, OK. Cling. cling. So, the cling is how much it sticks to the yeah. So, the more, the more it clings, go low. Go low, right, yeah. So, cling, I'm going to give the last one a one. That was right. Sorry, the first one, a one. That one's a five, because, you know, yeah. I'm indifferent about the whole cling thing. Yeah. For aesthetic, for number three we've got here, there is a slice, slice taken out. That's because that was my way of rewarding Katie and her friend Jamie. Hello, okay. hello Tristan, if you're listening, who's Jamie's dad, <laughs> um, for making the little flags we've got stuck in the top. That's very interesting. <laughs> There's no one listening, let's be honest. This one, looks, this one looks similar to the first one, so I'm going... Yeah, it's got to be low again, hasn't it? Low, yeah, it's, got, it's been... The screed, the, the snare, yeah. The it doesn't go all the way across. What is it about that? Is that maybe it's the, the the belly of the person that's spreading the icing on is actually <laughs> leaning into <laughs> the space where they should be spreading the icing. Come on, come on, get it, Danny, get it, Danny. Is it nice? All right, I'm just going to cut some bits. All right. Thanks. This looks incredibly similar to the first one. I have it does, to say, actually. I'd say it came from the same factory. <laughs> same concreter. Oh, yep. Oh, I'm just picking it up. Here we go, here we go. Identical marks, because I think it's the same coat. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. There's no red, there's no like tricks, there's no red herrings. They are all from the same place. It's not like I just bought five cases. Yeah. Exactly the same. <laughs> the Thank is, you very much, waitress Casey. Cling is slightly less, though. Do you have number four, please? God, how many did you buy? Five. Oh, my God. And you are taking one home with you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even two. <laughs> I'm chocolated out. Now, this one... Oh, see, Casey's giving us a thumbs up like oh. she likes this one. And oh. again, there's a slice taken out of this. Mm -hmm. This there's, one... It's got some sprinkly stuff. It does, it has nice mm. little um, cocoa, um, cocoa drops, what are they called? Chocolate drops. I'm going to just get straight in and cut it, but I've lost my knife. Oh, read the knife again. Sorry, Casey, you can have that knife, thank you. She, she's only working for tips, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, yes, you are, yes, you are. Working for cake. <laughs> 
I'm just going to give you that. <laughs> if you knew what... Oh. This, again, looks a very similar cake. It's a very similar, similar <laughs> No, it's got sprinkly bits on the top. Oh, no, 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 but the actual cake, I wouldn't be surprised if they came from the sofa. Carl did say before he came in, you know what, I don't actually like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say something? Come but I'm still stuck on my face with None of them are from the same place. No, I absolutely... Oh, yeah. Well, I, I yeah. believe that you bought them from different right. shops, but are they from the same same supplier? Mm. So just like They're in the same factory, basically. That one yeah, tastes yeah. better. Oh, but you that think? one tastes better, you see. Well, I think that one's first less... And there's less clingy, so I'm going low. So, no, I'm going higher, sorry. Mm. Mm. If I'd have done this properly, I would have had a bucket for you to spit the cake out in between. <laughs> <laughs> How's that proper? <laughs> that's, how, that's how wine people that's do it. That's how wine do it. That's how they do it with the wine, yeah. I've got chocolate cake on my nose. Yeah. All right, number five. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. Oh, okay, it's got a thumbs down. What, 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 hey, oh, no, no, no. What about the appearance on? of this sorry-looking thing? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't mind that. That's nice. That's simple-looking. It is very simple. <laughs> like the village idiot, it's not. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just screwed the knife. Oh, I'm still just going to... Oh, it's solid. <laughs> yeah, you want the knife to fight back a little bit, don't you? You don't just want it to go straight through. Yeah, there we go. Get some good consistency. Oh, yeah. It's sick too much cake can make you... Make you, make you too much cake can make you vomit. Tasty's <laughs> tip of the day. Now that is a light and fluffy sponge. Yeah, it is really? light and fluffy, yeah. Yes. Oh, see, so appearances can be deceiving. Yeah. And that's a nice... Because I'm not too much of a fan of chocolate. Just a simple oh. layer in the middle is, is quite it's nice. Not, it's oh, very nice. It's really sweet, is it? Oh, interesting, because it so, looks like the worst cake. It looks like it's got the worst presentation by far. But the taste, that's my favourite taste. I'm going seven and a half. So, you've written all your numbers down, Casey's going to take them away, and without oh. using a calculator, just using her brain, she's going to count <laughs> all of all of them, and she's going to add each one up, and then write a total here, yeah? And then I'm going to add them together. And then add the two totals, that's it, you've got it, you've got it. Nice. And then right, we should announce... Do you need the pen? There which supermarket has the best chocolate cake? Wow. I'll be back in a second. All right, thanks. Thank you very much. (laughs) I still love the fact that her voice is your sat nav voice. Yeah, it is, yeah. (laughs) Turn left. Turn left. (laughs) It cracks me up every time. I'm I'm going to pause the uh, podcast here and have some some interval music while Casey's getting her brain working, and then we'll come straight back and announce the winner. So, quickly before we announce the results, I, I'd better tell you the, the stipulations I imposed upon myself. <laughs> As I went into the supermarket, it, it had to be a chocolate cake. It uh, had to be a brand of the supermarket. I thought you were going to say a brown chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. Apart from the wild card. Uh, and also, it had to be the cheapest chocolate cake I could find. So, there wasn't any amazing, like, 
covered in gold, kind of amazing sparkly chocolate. No, 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 it was okay. it was the bog standard cake. Okay. Um, Casey I, is here. Can hold, I just chime hold, in and ask you if we ever do this again? Yeah. Can we do carrot cakes? Oh yeah, yeah. I do like a carrot cake. Oh, coffee, yeah, coffee and walnut. Yeah, coffee and walnut cake. That's right. Thank you. Right, say hello, Casey, because she's back. Hello. <laughs> Casey, which cake got the most points? Oh. Okay. So. Now, Casey, you got to say in the microphone, otherwise it won't get waiting up on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd hate for this to be lost. So, the one with the most points was number B. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. She, she does mean letter B. She, she, as soon as she said it, she realised. <laughs> and... Oh, well, hold on, we should do it. And no, 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 hold on. Go from the bottom first. We want to hear the worst cake first. Yeah, what was What's the worst the cake? Oh, reverse order. Have you prepared for this? Okay. The worst one was number A. Letter A. The one that was apparently all clingy. Keep, sa- keep okay, saying that. Keep so saying where that was that from? Where was letter clingy, A from? Yeah. Letter A was from Waitrose. Waitrose <gasps> that is was shocking. the worst cake. Are we getting wow. it? It's unbelievable. And I bet it was the most expensive. It's cer- it was it certainly the most expensive and it was the worst cake. We are shocking. We are Absolutely offering groundbreaking results here. We are going to rock the system. <laughs> Not to mention it was barely decipherable from two of the other cakes. Yes, yes exactly. I'd be very interested okay. to know okay. what okay. prices what, of those What was worst. second to worst, Casey? Second to worst was cake C. Oh. Cake C was second to worst and cake C was from... Asda. Asda was second to worst. Asda. Yeah. Okay. No surprises there. All right. What was what was our middle cake? What was the third worst? Our middle cake was number number D. Letter D. <laughs> <laughs> no, number. Letter D is from Tesco. Tesco's ah, was the middling cake. Tesco's. Okay, yeah. that's right. middle. They are middle though, aren't they? Okay. okay. Tesco's. Okay. Tesco. Okay, which um, cake which cake came in at number number two? What was the second two. best? Number two. Letter two. Number two. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Letter two. Letter two. Was thirty point five. It's got a thirty point five. Oh. And from Morrison. And was from Morrison. 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 Uh. And that was oh no I'll say it again so I don't want I don't want to I don't want to spoil it <laughs> I love the fact that you don't want to ruin this in any way okay number one this is the winner this is the winner is letter B letter B surprisingly the winner surprisingly the winner the cheapest one from Thornton it was the cheapest one and it was the oh, Thornton throw okay. my pen down so it's me and so so number A got 19 number A got 19 <laughs> number A letter Letter B. Two. Letter two. Letter B was the winner and letter got thirty six. Thirty six for, for letter two. Letter C. Letter C. Was twenty. Letter 20. D was twenty seven, and letter E was thirty point five. That Whoa. means the best one nearly got double the points of the first one. That's absolutely so, unbelievable. Thornton's shocking. Thornton's here was the wild card. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah, was, no, it I'm was... amazed that you went to Thornton no, and gave them money for this. <laughs> well, it was four quid, yeah, but because geez. it runs out today, like the best before oh, got today, it, oh, it got went down yeah, to yeah. 80 pence. Genius. The one that you thought was second was the uh, the one that didn't have any topping on, and that was the second cheapest yeah. for Morrison's. So the one that won was the cheapest cake, and the one that came second was the second cheapest Unbelievable. Cake. Now that says either a lot about... Um... <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing <laughs> as you. <laughs> Casey's bedtime is very soon. She's got one more thing to say before, okay. before Mummy gets ready. Hopefully, hopefully it's turn left. <laughs> 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 Casey, 
Can I just say thank you, Vane, for setting up this game? Uh, and good night, everybody. Good night. Good thank night. you. Thank you. Give us a high five. Give us a high five. Yes. <laughs> 20 minutes past her bedtime as well. She's wow. had a good night. Chocolate no, cake. It was worth staying up Don't for Don't be I sick. <laughs> I'm not going to make that promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Is there any more? Cake? There we go. There we go. I think I think we've learned a lot there. I'm, I'm shocked. And there's a shitload more cake. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt and I, I don't know if you remember this actually. The first mm. time we met is because our the the wedding stroke function band I'm in, Six Bit of Fish, our um, sound guy he left us to um, his name was Joe. His, well, his name still is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't died. It's fine. Well, maybe. You know. um, he, le- he left because he started up an app which is doing well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we were in the lookout for a new sound engineer. We were in the talking heads and I, yeah. don't, I don't think you were behind the desk at the time but no, we I have a mutual it... friend who said, well, Matt's over there and he's awesome and you need to go and talk to him. So I went over and spoke to you and you gave me a business card and then we got... Wow, that business card. Yeah, there was a business card. God, have you still got it? I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still got, it's got my old phone number on there. <laughs> and, then, and then we chatted and then you started doing gigs for us and then, yeah. and then how long have we known each other? Four or five years? More than that. Like professionally. It's like, it pops up thanks to Facebook, I know. It's like seven years or something That's ridiculous. So that is amazing, isn't it? I know. Do, yeah. do you remember that? Do you remember that I do I... remember that. Yeah, yeah, I do remember you uh, yeah, coming out of the darkness in between <laughs> the kind of desk and that pillar in the middle. <laughs> like, like a haze of light. Just like. a haze of light. Yeah, that's exactly how I, yeah, I remember a haze it. haze of Aiden. A religious experience. That's exactly how I remember it, yeah. No, I do remember that. And it, yeah, it, 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 and that's how everything works, isn't it, in this industry? Yeah. Yeah, everything yeah. is word of mouth. Um, yeah, I've been endeavouring to spend money and time on things like advertising and social media. Well, social media is kind of all right. It's halfway between the real world and some obscure mm-hmm. abstract reality. But, um, <laughs> I, struggle, but yeah. I struggle. I struggle. But yeah, you know, yep. invariably it doesn't, you know, the people that go, yeah, 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 I want to be a friend. Actually, they don't, nothing no. comes of it. No, you know? exactly. And yeah, everything I've ever done has been yeah. through people that you know. Yeah. Um, so, so you've got to know... Um, you've watched me probably hundreds of times play and you, God, you know that I am thought, yeah. technically inept. Like mm. I have, I have shitload of pedals and I, like oh, I yeah. said, I just set them all up to 12 <laughs> and I see what it sounds like. And if it doesn't sound very good, I don't know what I'm doing about it. So I, so you kind of, yeah, for the want of a better phrase, you tweak the knobs for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then make it sound good. Completely fluffed and then <laughs> carry on with the gig. There we are. But I was wondering if you had, um, so there might be some people out there who are maybe just starting or have just formed their first band and are, are starting to get into the world of gigging. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're probably looking for a sound, like a sound engineer such as yourself, or they're going to venues where a sound engineer is already kind of installed. Yeah, yeah. How much work and to what point should they get talking, like, think about tones and levels and EQs and all that kind of stuff? Should they get to before someone like you comes in and kind of takes over? It's one of those things, like so many other things in the music industry, If, if <laughs> a, a really good band sort of doesn't need an engineer because they know how to balance their own levels. If you can balance your own levels in the room on a stage, you you don't desperately need the engineer because it doesn't matter what your venue engineer does if he completely messes it up, it still sounds pretty good to begin with. You'd have to go really far out of your way to mess it up. But it's just like, you know, the, the big studios, the production, if, if, you are, if you are at that level and you've got that really good sound, then your engineer can just push it to the next level and, and make it that little bit better. So, yeah, it depends what your engineer's for. Are they firefighting? Are they trying to make it sound good? I, you know, I, I hate to use polish a turd, but there we are. <laughs> um. <laughs> also, like, I think of bands like Rollins Band. They've had the same engineer, Theo Van Rock, 
for since Dot. And, mm-hmm. he, and I, know they're, I know they're not going anymore. But he's part of the band, essentially, in, yeah. in, in, the, in the musician's eyes. He's sure. part of the band, you know? I think there's a trust thing there, isn't there? There's, is, there's yeah, a whole kind of knowing that yeah. someone that you know... You've knows got, how it should sound. You've created is in control of the sound. Yeah, you've that's, created that's nice. this music, and then you, when you're first starting out, you don't get, you haven't got a sound guy, and the guy at the venue is your guy. Mm. You've got to trust him to yeah. make the front of house sound good. He's never heard you before. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you're, and it's, it's, yeah. I always used to worry about that a bit, and that's when you get your your long lead and go walk out the front without without trying to without trying yeah without trying to insult him you know it's like the thing is I am that guy absolutely I will walk behind the desk if I need to go get shoulder barge and there we go but a lot of bands when they rehearse you, they're rehearsing for like four hours a week or something yeah. they spend a lot of time on this note or on this note or on this note and like the minor little details of their playing yeah do you think that maybe their time would be better spent thinking oh, about definitely. sorting out the like the contour and their amp or the high and the low and then yeah, and then because yeah. like, a lot of musicians i don't think feel very confident about that don't really no. understand what it means whereas their fingers hitting a certain string and fret sure they, yeah. under, they understand I think, that i think the danger is when you walk into any room whether it's your rehearsal studio or whatever gig you're playing you kind of go oh if it sounds bad it's kind of the room's fault you know it's kind of the gig's fault it's kind of yeah it's just our rehearsal studio and my amp's not great but you know and they kind of wait for someone to fix it for them and that's never going to happen if you've got the worst amp in the world you need to get the best sound out of it possible mm-hmm. so you need to put more effort in yeah. all that having a great amp does is mean that you actually whatever you do with it, it kind of sounds good you know if you've got a really nice valve amp and it's working and it's not you know they can have that the other way also you know we can have the guy with all the gear no idea Sure. So it works both ways. Quite often, yeah, less yeah. is more, especially yeah. when you're talking about being inexperienced and not knowing what to do. But it's it's just about getting a balanced sound. So if your guitar sounds harsher than your drums, you know, for example, or or, or uh, bassier than your bassist, then you you got to do something about it. It needs to yeah. fit in its right place. But it just needs to sound right with the things that are in the room. You need to treat guitars as if they are an acoustic instrument. You know, that they are something that is making a sound in a room. The fact that it's going through your amp through a speaker, don't let that put you off. Mm-hmm. You are still in control of it, you know. Well, what's the best way to find a good sound, do you think? Because some I've seen some of these Marshall amps have got like 15, 20 different knobs on them. Yeah. Yeah. I, it just freaks me out as well. I'll yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's not an easy question to answer because it depends what's wrong with the sound as to what you put right. Uh, if it has that many options, there's probably something fundamentally wrong. You've got to remember that when you plug in a, a guitar to a, to a power amp, that power amp, before you've done anything to it, will affect the sound. Plug it into a speaker cab, especially a guitar cab, that will affect the sound. It has its own EQ, if you like. It has its own shape. Mm-hmm. So when you put those two things together, especially if they've got the same problem, you know, they've got a horrible kind of... 2k kind of peak or something put them together oh, um, 2k explain 2000 hertz so it's the frequency that's squeaky right it's not really squeaky but it's quite <laughs> that's squeaky that's yeah. 2000 pounds <laughs> uh, so yeah it, everything every sound you hear is on a frequency range uh, and yeah. what human beings can hear is between 20 hertz 20 kilohertz broadly speaking music is kind of what well, music is Somewhere between, you know, 100 and kind of 10 is where you really, you know, where the, everything's happening. So you need to know what you're doing with that. I think the most important thing I ever learned as an engineer was how to ring out a PA, which is where you plug in a mic, you turn it up until it feeds back. When you hear that feedback, you get a note. There is a one control on your uh, graphic EQ that will take away that note, that will take away that feedback because you're recognising the frequency from the note. Okay. 
use that one there. Oh, so you know. A is four fourteen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So when you, you know, and you go through a few, if you're in a room that's got horrible PA, which most rooms, you know, do, you, you kind of go through the first one and then turn it up a bit louder and then, then it's the next one. And you just ring out a few of them so that the first things to feedback don't feedback during the gig. And that's really all it's about. This is when you see um, a sound guy's pointing a mic at a monitor, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's quite an extreme way to do it. You, you know, <laughs> I, I would say that you should do what the singer does, which is stand. Probably not doing the loud singing because, you know, when you're louder, your mic doesn't need to be as loud. But if you're between songs and you're, you're just talking and it starts to feedback, that's no good. So just do that. Go one, two, one, two. And I have my favourite, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> one, two. Do you know why they say one, two? Don't know. Is it something to do with the T? It's got the T. Yeah, it's got yeah, the you're on the right line. So one is one. You get the low. All right. Two. You get the T. So I'm there going one, two, yeah. one. And it's just, <laughs> you hear that. Yeah. And when you hear that, you can hear what's wrong with the high frequencies. And you pull them out, and you yeah, you EQ. You equalise the sound. Yeah, uh-huh. I love it. That. When there's a reason. <laughs> I don't feel so stupid doing it. Though. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, hey, it's for the mix. Hey, hey, it's hey, just hey. in there. Um, so yeah, when you can equalise a sound, the whole thing, the whole frequency, then you're doing exactly the same thing to every instrument. You know, you you can, yeah, you want it to be in the right kind of frequency range, and that and that skill carries across to getting a good sound everywhere, getting a good mix, mastering all of it. So, yeah, it really boils down to that. Get yourself in a room with a graphic and make it feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Find out which one's doing which. And then that's it. My next question, as a sound, sound guy question. Sure, this, yeah, go for it. This is my favourite. I've done, uh, when you do numerous gigs and you're on stage yeah. and you just, you're in your monitors and you go, um, oh, can I just have a, or the, whatever, the guitar player goes, oh, can I have a little bit more guitar in the monitors, please? Mm. And the sound guy does the old look down at the board does the old finger push, pretend, yeah. <laughs> and looks at you like, looks at me like, eh, whatever. And then the guitarist goes, yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And he's done nothing. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Yes. <laughs> that's the DFA button, isn't it? Uh, what button? The DFA. Does F all. Yeah, not many times, admittedly. But yeah, I, there are times when I know particularly guitarists actually i think it's just a reflex thing i'm feeling a bit insecure i'm going to ask for more yeah yeah um the the reason particularly guitarists is because their amp is so loud normally that you want to get rid of it from everywhere else exactly possible um so yeah that invariably when it when it's like that i know that if i turn it all the way from zero up to ten they still can't hear it because their own amp is so loud (laughs) so i don't bother doing it because it's just going to make a feedback but invariably you know you you try to yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You, you, you try that. to give people what they want, you know. It, uh, there, there are limits to what it can do. And if you've done the whole ringing the PA thing out first, then you can turn up there. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no skin off your nose to do it, as long as it's not so loud. Because obviously, the, the, front. for you know, people who don't know, the monitors being really loud is additional sound going possibly into the microphones. Yeah. Which is the, the ring that creates the yeah. feedback. Yeah. It's yeah. Just... And not just feedback, you also you, the guitar comes across the mic, which means that when you're out the front trying to turn the guitar down, actually most of it's coming through the vocal mic, for yeah. example. Um, yeah, it's uh, very tedious and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, yeah. But, it's, but it's nice, good to know. Everything's good to know. Yeah, I mean, most of this, as a general rule, if you're starting out, the first question you ask yourself is, are you too loud? Because if you're too loud, then everything else becomes very difficult to mix around you. So bring yourself down to the lowest point. Okay. When you're mixing it, it's all about getting 
just enough. It's not about having loads of anything. It's just that. As soon as you can hear it, it's just enough. That is when you're hitting the balance point. It's annoying. Yeah, because some venues never give you back what you want to feel mm. to feel in it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, that feeling, you know. So then you tend to reach back and give your amp a little dial. Sure. And, and that can change everything, obviously. You know, cause yeah. if it's mic'd up or whatever, you know, that's it. But I know those. it's hard for the musician, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it, it's, a, it's a... Another reason to get a friendly sound guy that yeah. is your sound guy because yeah, he understands it, all this and you can talk to him with that on yeah, a, you the, know and so many venue engineers are front of house engineers or at least that's how they consider themselves and monitors are kind of secondary Se- yeah, of course it. a bigger venue you're going to get a monitor engineer who's going to sort that's out right. your sound that's it on stage you know irrespective of what's happening out the front yeah. so that is the ideal if you're a venue engineer you need to do both yeah. really um, you need to really focus on monitors as much as you do front of house and of course if your time's pressed which it often is then that's yeah one of the things that goes it is one of the most stressful jobs ever when you do, <laughs> oh, actually, I did, um, so my, my wife right she's a mental health nurse she works in police custody well, with yeah, people right. that come in <laughs> who are insane but, but <laughs> even so <laughs> they're insane and they've just committed a crime <laughs> I had a specific story, sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry, yeah, go for it. Yeah, stri- no, it's really bad. This yeah. is going to want that good off your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, it proper is. I used to do seven hours of, of country. I've never done sound engineering before. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm doing seven hours of a, of a country show of about 30 different bands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was intense. I was so... I was sweating. <laughs> I was like, I was, I've, I've laid bricks. I've done everything. I've built houses. I've run tea rooms. I've done everything. <laughs> Nothing was hard as that day of running a country and western. Do you know it's probably because you care because you oh, are a musician. I, I wanted, oh, yeah. I wanted yeah, to make yeah. it sound good, obviously, but I was yeah. like, I was. There was guys rocking up with instruments I'd never even seen. I'm like, <laughs> where do I mic that? Where do I mic that in 30 seconds? Because there's yeah. 400 people out there do waiting to watch the next band. Thomas Truax. Was... You ever see Thomas Truax came through? Mm-hmm. He's a guy who used to build his own instruments and they were mostly kind of essentially acoustic or semi-acoustic. You know, he would have put a transducer in there somewhere so you could yeah. plug it in at oh, least, but it was this kind of, you know, this yeah. wild animal that he would bring in. Yeah. And he'd have like 10 of them. Every song would have a different one. And he was brilliant to watch, but fucking not yeah. to engineer. It's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. It's killer. I yeah. won't do it again. <laughs> Get back on the horse. But now my next question was, yeah. your days of uh, sound engineering, you, have you always you sound engineered before... You recorded, or have they in par um, each other? No, actually, no, I didn't. I engineered at the. Uh, I think the first place I did it professionally. Although I used to teach Eastleigh College, I used to teach the live sound, so I knew my way around okay. mixing this. I was just, just going to ask: Did your did your sound engineer help you in the studio? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. 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 I'd say advice, that is, and vice versa. Yeah. That is the more important skill to learn, I'd say, because I think the tendency in the studio is to go: if you get the sound wrong. Oh, it's all right, I can fix I'll it later. It yeah, 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 I'll do so it again. More, yeah, so, the, gig, the gig is more immediate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when you're actually in a, in a working studio, if you're trying to turn something around quickly, you need to just get everything sounding good. You know, yeah. before you've even hit record, it needs to sound good. So, yeah, you need. It, it's like being a live sound engineer. You need to have it all, you know, when you press record, it should be half the work should be done already. All right. Um, give, us, um, give us two minutes um, for a uh, beginning singer who's having his first recording session. Oh, OK. Give, give us some advice, because... Well, but basically, okay, um, I, I want to. So there's, I a, there's try. a whole. <laughs> the mic technique thing is is basically that every mic has a pickup pattern. It has a space. Imagine a kind of orb around the mic okay. where it will pick up better. 
Yeah. So, it, I mean, obviously, when you're away from the mic, you're projecting sound into that orb, and it's it's going to work. But basically, if you go off to the side, then it sort of disappears off. And if you get too close, you get proximity effect where everything's too loud. Um, I really just want to pick a point, and your studio engineer will direct you. I'd okay. say that the, the probably the more key bit if you're a singer starting out is worrying about your mic technique on stage, particularly if you're holding a mic. Okay. Um, but really, the, the and, that, and that's just simple basics. Like if you're going to scream a, a louder note, pull back yeah. a bit from the mic. Yeah, simple yeah, things like I that. I mean, it, yeah, do it by ear. If, yeah. you know, it, you want your voice to be heard at all times, and I guess not too loud at all times. I mean, you know, your engineer can get in there with a compressor and things, but if you're too quiet, there's nothing they can do about it. So don't move away from it unduly. Uh, I think people kind of, you know, overdo it because they've seen people on the telly kind of waving yeah, their head around. Okay, and yeah, yeah. Actually, you don't know the gain level on that mic. You don't know if it's a condenser mic or a dynamic mic. It's condenser being more uh, sensitive, so it'll pick up more. So if they go further away, it's not as big an issue. But it, whereas a dynamic mic, you do that, you just you disappear off the face of the planet. So it's it's yeah, do it by ear. If you're if you can hear your monitors when you're speaking, That's maintain good. that throughout. Yeah. If you okay. can maintain that level, then you're there. Okay, common sense, bit of common sense again. Yeah, like all of it, yeah. Magic. So you sent, me, you sent me a load of tracks before we... Um... Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah, how many have done? We've done two. We've done two. So we've done the, the first one. one and the last one. The first one from 18 years ago and the last <laughs> one that I did today. It's like Doctor Who. That's m- my moving around my career. There's one of you I said I really liked. Which one was that one? Oh, I don't know. It's that, hold on, is it this one? I should have remembered that. Though. Oh, there we go, it yeah. It was that one. Yeah. Which no one else can hear. The highs of those. Talk to me about this track because I really like this one. This is the first track off of Icy Sparks' debut EP. Okay. Of course, I say debut. I do mean first and last. <laughs> so what's your relationship with Icy Sparks? I am the bass player, or I was the bass player in this band. And as my... Uh, is that was because they kicked you out because it doesn't exist anymore? was because it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. No, I went down with the sinking ship. <laughs> I was there to the last. But um, yeah, no, it was a great band. I really enjoyed this band. It was kind of a bit more accessible some of my earlier stuff and it was because um, you were you were more of a metal guy i was yeah, yeah. and probably not by choice <laughs> but, but I, basically someone invited me into a metal band and i was like yeah, sure i'll do that and you know within a year i had dreadlocks and baggy jeans you know it was which, kind which of which band is this uh modular series mm-hmm. which was kind of weird electro metal screen we were there was three of us bass guitar and vocals and we did all the backing tracks with um samplers and, and oh, wow. synths and stuff again sounds much cooler than it actually did <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean we, yeah we tried really hard and actually there was loads of really good stuff in it and it was really experimental to the you know to a much greater degree than anything i've done since actually and i'm again i'm really proud of that although the um the music doesn't really stand up. And unfortunately, it falls into... Sorry, Carl's just eating cake. And, he, and he's chosen probably the cake that came last. We had five... Oh, did that come first? Five cakes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to have to put this on. cake section in before this now for it to make sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling sick ten minutes ago from too much cake. And you've got more... Uh, yeah, sorry, modular series. Um, yeah, so we, we, we really did experiment and we were really kind of... We tried to be really out there... Um, at the end of the day, we were just quite naive and not particularly talented, which is when it kind of, <laughs> where it all went a bit wrong. But actually, the, a lot of the stuff we did was was really great, and it, you know, it, I, I kind of rate that higher than some of the other things I've done since, just for sheer experimentation and and for you know not pulling any punches. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, it was kind of born into the world of new metal, which is um, hence the baggy trousers and the baggy ones. trousers. Yeah, these are they weren't Adidas jeans, but they could have been. They had stripes <laughs> down the side. 
and they were you know the kind of jeans that used to just trail in the puddles and you had wet legs yeah, yeah, yeah. someone yeah. did a meme of that recently I saw it pop up and I was like oh god yeah I used to do that <laughs> yeah so if you were, they if were you were a new metaler in the early 2000s you know what this was like. <laughs> they were horrible to skateboard yeah, horrible yeah yeah they were horrible but they just trapped with wheels and yeah 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 because they, they would fray after yeah. five minutes yeah, yeah. and then you'd have these sort of things dragging anyway yeah so <laughs> I see Sparks as a more kind of an indie vibe I guess it does yeah so that was a whole different thing that came from ex-students again actually after my teaching at Eastleigh College um two of the people that were students at the time after they left started a band and knew that I was a bass player and yeah got, oh, me, yeah. got me involved and uh, which was great and uh, uh, yeah probably of all the bands it's the most accessible and it's the most likable now the one I kind of would listen to <laughs> voluntarily I've, I've got terrible. a quick question for Carl yes. when was the last time you heard the word I see sparks and I know oh, the answer yeah. to this well we've just to the mic Carl oh you know <laughs> oh, this is great <laughs> no I remember I see sparks we played with you guys quite a lot we did well luckily you gave us a, a name drop which in, I um, believe uh, appears on your it uh, does I left it in that's left it, it in. and that's what triggered my memory because I've how did context context we need context here uh, well the band that myself and <laughs> God, I've got the worst microphone technique. <laughs> it's all coming it's into alignment. Yeah, it's only been it's only been eight podcasts. <laughs> but um, yeah, the band that myself and Aidan and Robbie Rob play. But there's a lot of my friends have said, right, I listen to your podcast and we have a drinking game. Every time we mention this band, we have a drink. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we go on about it all the bloody time. World of pain now, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> now we've just released a new album, which is a lot of stuff that we played back in 2005 through till 2009. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Matt graciously um, remastered mastered the tracks. Yeah, well, you very graciously gave me the opportunity after I emerged from my hiatus and of parenting oh, yeah, children. It's good, but they. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I actually think they sound really alive. They just sound great. Them, yeah. I've, to them, I've li- actually listened to them on my phone. I've listened to them in my van. My mates at work listen to them, and they don't even like that sort of music, but they love. <laughs> I don't even like it, but it sounds good. They were complimenting the master. No, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, actually, in one of the tracks, it's one of the tracks is the last track we play before I See Sparks comes on. Yeah. And I actually say at the end, you know, I yeah, See Sparks yeah. are up next. Yeah. I remember waiting for you guys Woo-hoo. to finish. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just get the hell off the stage? We've got shit to do. Jazz prog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got indie hits to, to pump I've, out. I was reading through our conversation when I asked you to do it maybe two months ago oh yeah 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 um you, you said yeah i'll do it it sounds like I'm, it sounds like a, a jolly evening's work yeah <laughs> now, now tell, talk God. to me about it now so yeah <laughs> wow because I these mean, were these recordings I, were off the desk they were off the desk they weren't <laughs> they simply weren't compressed enough um <laughs> <laughs> and we now know what compression is <laughs> so we can apply that <laughs> they were they were hot so they were distorted like you know some tracks but it were, uh, deepest fall particularly was pretty much clipping all the way through yeah um, yeah, that'll be my boss horrible fuzz box <laughs> <laughs> the, the levels were kind of they would change throughout so I'd have to kind of tweak you know it wasn't just one master per track it was automation throughout to kind of to compensate for the, the, the drastic level changes that occurred um, and yeah the whole thing was recorded onto probably it was, it was CD wasn't it, was it straight to CD yeah, and then I think you, mostly what you could find for me was MP3 yeah but then I oh, no, then, you did find then some Andre, yeah, Andre yeah. from Max's Records yeah. he found me the original wave files because he has an encyclopedia of over a thousand CDs yeah, over a thousand yeah. CDs of every gig he's ever Amazing. done we'll have to get him on here 
You, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it'd be great. If you yeah. can suggest to him that he needs to remaster every one of those tracks, it'd be good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'd want to do more. For that, a, well, I mean, yeah, I'd imagine it wouldn't be quite as, <laughs> wouldn't all be quite as um, as testing as Caroline's Capuchin was. But um, we, are yeah. t- we are a testing band. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, it just makes me laugh because some of those, some of the songs on that, I'll be still playing this drinking name. Some of those songs on those Caroline's uh, Capuchin. Caroline's Capuchin. Caroline's Capuchin. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what happened? <laughs> the, uh, it's, what's it called? Hear No Evil. Yeah, which we actually Matt came up with. By Caroline's Capuchin. I did, Capuchin. yeah, I came up with that. That's great. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Do you know what I was going to do? You sent out the message and I was like, I'm going to send something sarcastic. I thought, no, I'm not. I'm for once. <laughs> I'm not going to. Twats on stage. Twats I'm actually going to try and think <laughs> of something vaguely creative. And yeah, 30 seconds later, ping. <laughs> yeah, I had, had an That's original great. idea. And there That's it is. That's good, though, because obviously we were just Caroline's Capuchin Monkey and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. big boys are, what do they drink? Tambuca? Tequilas? What is this? Caroline's Capuchin? <laughs> um, no, but it's, um, it sounds great and um, it's listenable on Spotify and all that and not to blow our own trumpets, but I'm, I'm quite proud again. And thanks for helping us out again. No worries, yeah. I, I, again, I, I think it's about bringing the best out of what you've got. You know, I mean, it, the, the, what happened in that room or in any room when you play is completely different to what actually comes out onto the desk. So trying to that's get it, it back to something that has that kind of impact. That's what I'm trying to, that's what I was talking about earlier on, capturing the energy. Yeah. Is that, is that, is yeah it's still yeah. a huge thing, isn't it? In, and in the recording the, process. The distortion and the, and the, the mistakes and you know, stuff like that. I, I, it, I like the fact that it's all there. I yeah. like the fact that it hasn't been... Warts and all. Yeah, it hasn't been kind of all... I mean, you can't obviously can't iron it out when it's live, but um, so many... The aspiration seems to be with recording these days is to get every performance perfect, record everything in a completely dead room so that you just get the sound from the, you know, from the performers to the point where, the, you know, there's no variation. Everything sounds the same. You know, it's... It, it's homogenizing the sound of things and actually i like to hear a room i like to hear Clini- clinical is that the word yeah, yeah 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 i mean just the fact that you can't tell when something was recorded and yeah, i think yeah. you know music doesn't exist in a vacuum what the what the way people react to it is very much dependent on what's going on at the time it's all contextual you know it's all about the zeitgeist throwing that well, word that's what I'm, I'm... somewhere someone's having a drinking game for that word <laughs> <laughs> god where's my bottle gone i haven't seen it for months well, um, i'm obsessed with live recordings yeah like, i love bootlegs i used to go to a festival and then as soon as a band had played i'd run to a, the record fair down the road and someone would have a tape of it straight away <laughs> back in the day, like, i'm like this happened 40 minutes ago i've already got <laughs> But like, I listen I to, to uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mentioned like Rollins Band. There's, um, I don't know why I mentioned them a lot tonight. But anyway, they did a song, uh, Liar, it was called, and I'm a liar. And there was one bit where he's talking to the audience, and you can hear the audience reaction. But mm. if you if you weren't there, you wouldn't know what he's doing. And he does this yeah. thing where he's like, I love you guys, you know. And he talks about how he's a liar and all this sort of stuff. But I love you guys, you know. And and you come here and I eat your potatoes and your English bland food and all this. <laughs> and he, we're all laughing. And then he raises up. You know, we wouldn't know it if you were listening to the bootleg, but you have to be there. He raises up the V sign, like, yeah, yes, yeah. you know, in a gesture. And just as the song changes back in the chorus, I'm a liar, he turns it into a V. <laughs> and 70,000 people kind of laugh and go, ah, oh, you bastard, yeah, you know? Yeah. But you don't, and I love that. And it reminds me, and that's, I love that reaction with the live recordings. Sure, you, you're, yeah, you're yeah. never going to get that in a studio, it, obviously. Uh, it should always be about a moment. And actually, it's, it's a really weird thing. The more you think about what recording music is, what making records is all about, the, the more abstract and obscure and bizarre it becomes. Because it's essentially, uh, originally, you know, all music was live. It had to be. There was that's no it. other way to do it. That's it was it. about, it wasn't just the music, it was the duration, the time in which it happened, the place in which it happened. You want to recreate it, you could 
could write down a score and get other people to play it, but it would be different. When you record it, you're trying to, it's like you're trying to remove that part of it, and it's impossible. Because if you take a CD and play it in a room, that room, the people in it, are going to react differently. If you listen to a CD the first time, you will react differently to when you listen to it the second time. Yeah. So there is no way of capturing something so that it is always the same over and over no, again. You it. cannot capture music. It is always a duration. It always just happens. So it's, uh, I think work with that, play with that. You know, have that idea. Keep the, the time that, that something's recorded and, and the mistakes and the things that happened, the things that came together to make that record. Keep it all on there. You won't yeah. be able to hear all of it. Um, yeah, and that's it, really. I, I think that's why so much music is quite boring these days. <laughs> because, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't do that enough. So your producer mind, mm. like, um, picking it, sorry, um, band like Caroline's Capuchin, say... Another drink. Another drink. I've only got a drink here. Um, where we are is sort of essentially a jam, you know, we were a jam band with ideas, you know, and we love mm. to deviate and meander through the songs, and, yeah. you know, we always kind of know where we come back to, but... Is that the sort of band? Would your mind say as a producer, I'm going to record these guys live, I'm going to mic them up in the entirety, I'm going to multi-track them and record them live? Are you looking for someone to do that? Because I think, no, I'm very reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly why no, I, I'm asking. I, I would, and I, but I would extend it beyond, not just because you're a band that improvises, you know, I would extend it to, to anyone. I, I think you can sing the same songs for 20 years, but the way you sing them at the start of that time and at the end is going to be different. And, it, you know, embrace that. Let it, let it evolve. Because, you know, everything does. Yeah. Um, and you can talk about Jeff Buckley singing one of his songs, Hallelujah. Well, that was a... Um, was it Hallelujah? Leonard yeah. Cohen Leonard song, Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Didn't he sing it? Yeah, he did sing it, yeah. Multiple yeah. times. Like, like... Or what, in terms of getting that take? Get or? The, getting the take. And then I think the sound... I don't Correct me, people, via email. I'm incorrect. <laughs> we, I think it was 30, 40 times he did it or something. Oh, OK, yeah. And then the producer played him back the second take. And um, oh, really? thinking it was the one he'd just done, and Jeff Buckley went, "Yeah, that's, that's the one," <laughs> and kind of tricked him. But and it was the second take, you know. And it just, but I don't know. It's just uh, that's the mystery of music, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you try and pin it down, it's you know it becomes more and more elusive. Um, yeah, it's like catching snowflakes. Like yeah, analogy that I quite often use because you, you, know, per- you yeah. can't catch it. As soon as you've got it, it turns into something else. It, yeah. You know, you can't ever. Pin it down, and every single and every single one is different. Yeah, it's it's a duration. So yeah, that's that's a good thing, I think. So um, icy sparks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So what we did with that was trying to make everything sound the same as much as we possibly could. We don't. Can I stick the song? Because I do like this one. You say you want to put it on now, or is this is this more uh, radio trickery? No, no. Well, it's kind of now, but it's kind of not now. Oh, so you're going to, you're going to put <laughs> it on for us? It's, it's now for us. And we're going to talk about it. It's like an intro. Yeah. Okay, all right, I'm, I'm, press, I'm pressing stop on the recording. Whoa.
So did you just, while that was playing, you just told us that was recorded maybe 2008-ish. Yeah, I think but so. But it sounds like, like I like listen to a lot of bands at the moment, Everything, Everything, and Bombay Bicycle Club and Foles. Yeah, yeah. It would fit quite nicely into the modern kind of it indie, would, I, I mean, they're, they're, all those bands were there then. You might say modern, but they... Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> they, they were all around at that time. Um, get it back together. It was pretty great, wasn't it? Get yeah, it. Idea. <laughs> get it on, get it. Let's get yeah, it's some... great. I really like that one. I like, you know what I really like is the, is the combination of like the guitars at the beginning with like the, the rim... Yeah, the rim shots. And yeah, the doesn't that sound good? Yeah, yeah. That was, and that's all you know. That's there's nothing kind of studio about that. That's just the way we played it, and just, it's yeah, just well it's great. Yeah, it just, it just we, comes together. Did we mention your your bass on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if you did, but yes. No, no, yeah. no, no, it it, it, like it sounded like I a just wanted to. Him, it, right. You know, it's funny you should say. Yeah, it was a Schecter, Yeah, Schecter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's a good song. It reminded me of. Um, I didn't want to say this. Like, I hear something and I've, I want to compliment it. So I, I think of a band that I think sounds sure. similar. And, yeah. But there's some old, old Fiction Plane tracks, which is um, uh, Sting's son's band. And um, yeah, that intro was like, yeah, oh, that's rock. to look that up. Yeah, I probably avoided it. If you don't like Sting's voice, do not. You won't like his son's oh, no, either. I don't, yeah, no, I don't mind it. Early police stuff, great. <laughs> no, Fiction Plane don't do the, the police thing. They rock it a lot more, which is good. They've got a great guitar player who, who kind of reminds me of Dave Navro in his soloing style but anyway moving on yeah, I'm just okay. digre- no, I'm digressing like I like to do <laughs> so I, I said to Matt um, when I invited him to be on the podcast I said yep. you on the podcast he said yes as long as I'm not as long as those bloody other episodes the others, <laughs> he, hasn't, on. he hasn't finished one I haven't got time to listen to this <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the clock now we've been for an hour and luckily half. some yeah. people do <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, it's true. We have to find time. This is this would be an entire evening for me. I'd have to set this aside for like you know a week and, and not do anything. All the other things I want to do, catch up on Netflix and maybe do some work at some point. I wouldn't be able to do any of it. What's um? Because this is like going the podcast. Do you listen to any other ones? No, you, no, not no, me. Not I'm me. terrible. I mean, I, I've I got, don't listen to an awful lot of music, bizarrely. I've got quite a small... Kings of Leon, you can listen to Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon, Leon. yeah. But you know, if I'm not in the car, then... That means Kings of Leon is 100% of your listening. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't say it like that. <laughs> but, you know, my, yeah, my um, CD collection is sort of quite small. I have these kind of, you know, really important albums that I listen to over and over again. Yeah, but actually, they encapsulate same quite, uh, you know quite an era and I, yeah I don't I, do you have uh, certain bands that when they bring out an album you buy it regardless no just because I'm so poor at the moment I don't buy anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, there aren't many what did I listen to uh, um, at the drive-in I saw oh, that yeah. when it came out um, I, I just not listened to it a huge amount it didn't get great reviews I haven't really listened to it. I listened to it a couple of times and I quite liked it. It was a bit of what they did before and it was something a bit different. Mm. Uh, It was probably a little bit towards... Mars Volta, which is a bit more. Oh yeah, Mars. I love that. That's the good yeah. stuff, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. See, out the driving for me is better. I I love bits of Mars Volta. Yeah. The, the first yeah. album. Yeah. A, the, a couple of the first couple of tracks there's like a chorus in there, which is probably the best chorus ever. I absolutely love it. But it's some of the meandering stuff. I find it a bit. I don't know. It, it loses something in that meandering. Yeah. Perhaps. See, but, when um, those guys did um, a side, oh, they do a million side projects, but they did one called Anti Mask. Which is, okay. which is my, it's probably one of my favourite albums ever, to be oh, honest. Is it Flea on bass? Flea played bass on some of the he tracks. Gets yeah, around, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's everywhere. And, um, yeah, I've still not heard albums for peace. But either. it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. good? Yeah, yeah. 
Because I quite, quite like Tom York, or not as much and as Rodeo. And Nigel Godric on guitars or keyboards or something. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Some great stuff. There's so many. I've got a really long list. Of, it's almost as long as the list of things I need to do to my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's what you do. What's that? Fix my house. Bit of fixing up the house. I was listening to music. <laughs> yeah, stereo yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so um, I think we should start to wrap this up. Otherwise, Matt, who will who are you going to listen back to this? You're one of these people. I won't bother. Did. No, I mean, no. I, know, I know what happened. You've you been through it once. I guess, know. There's a cake um, one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have a tradition at the end. Oh, there is. Unless God. there's anything else you want to add. Cause... No, no, I'm good. I just no? don't want the tradition at the end because it puts you on the spot and you have to do some singing. Yeah. Can we change God, the what's... rules for next? No. Time? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you, what have you dug out on your phone? Nothing. No, you have. Yeah, I see what he's got. It's not far off. Okay, what kind of style do you want? Well, I don't know. You guys, oh, I don't know. Ram it in, ram it in with some. Um... Can we do some hip? <laughs> All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Go on, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> okay, let's stop. Go ahead. Start again, start again. We got some games. We are SD1. Honey, we know this. We are the people that you find. Whatever you may need. If you've got the money, honey, we got your seeds in the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, what you bring it to your Shalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal